0: Hello, beautiful alchemist. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the community. For everyone else, thank you for coming back. As always, we have a conversation today with a beautiful guest that will hopefully support you on your path, and I'm sure it really will. You're going to meet a beautiful woman named Rohini Muradi, and she is going to share her story with us about how she used the Akashic records to support her through a very challenging period in life and how it really helped her to work through layers of grief. Now that's, um, I, I would say an understatement in really describing what she shares with us, but I know that once you hear this, it will give you a lot of insight and inspiration about different ways that you can personally work through different challenges in life, and even have some clarity and understanding about what the Akashic records are. Now, if you have been listening to Reiki radio for some time, then you may have already heard about the Akashic records, but still tune in and listen because everyone's experience with all of these techniques is unique and you may learn something new. Even if you're a practitioner, there may be something in this episode that gives you some new insight and inspiration. So I really truly enjoyed this conversation with Rohini. I'm so thankful that she came to share with us and I'm sure that you will enjoy this conversation as well. But I wanna make sure you know how to connect with her. If you would like to learn more about the Akashic Records, if you would like to have a reading with Rohini, you can visit her website, magicinclined.com. And of course I will include the website link down in the show description. And one more thing before we get into this conversation, I just want to remind you that if you are a Reiki practitioner and would like to participate in daily Reiki practice throughout the month of September, you are welcome to join me and other alchemists in the Alchemy Circle. Just go ahead and activate your membership. You will get access to join us live for daily um, practices, and you will also have access to the recordings if you can't attend live. But on top of that, you'll have access to previous classes that we have done and additional content. There's just so much goodness in there for you to support you on your path. So I thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Rohini and I will see you on the other side. Hey, so everyone, we are here today with the beautiful Rohini Maradi, and we have a lot to talk about. We are going to talk about um, so much. It's interesting this day, and I'll bring that up in a minute, but I first of all want to thank you so much for just coming on to the show and sharing your work with us today.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to sit with you. I can't wait to see what this conversation brings forward.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's always interesting because you never know where it's gonna go. (laughs) But but one of the things I always like to start with, just so that we can all get more familiar with you and your background. I know that you are an Akashic Records reader. Um, I know that you also have a podcast called Magic Inclined, and we're going to get into all of that. But just wanna start at the beginning. How did you come into this work that you're doing now and what inspired you to share in the ways that you're sharing?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of a long story, but to just like bullet point it, um, I came into this work after like a big tragedy. And um, in a way, I, I feel like my soul is revisiting this work rather than me finding it out of nowhere. And it's something that I feel. I came into this life to do. And it took me a long time to accept. Um, But I'm here now accepting it and just fully jumping in, like, (laughs) can I balling in? Yeah, seeing what I can do.
0: (laughs) I love that you say that it feels like um, revisiting this work, because I think a lot of people have that, that feeling that experience of like, gosh, this feels so Familiar, it's almost like a remembering. And so it's actually a kind of a good segue um, if we could talk a little bit about the Akashic Records. Now, this is a topic that comes up a lot. And like with many practices, people have different ways of working with, within the Akashic realm, um, but there are still a lot of people that don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. So could you just give us an overview about what the Akashic Records are and how they can be used to support us in our work. Absolutely.
1: So I like to look at the Akashic um, record, sort of like a ledger for the soul and like energy in general, like any, any soul, any living being, including the earth, the planets, the universe, and it's an occurrences of, um, all the events that have taken place in the past, present, and based on those um, events, you can also look into possible future outcomes. I always like to mention that possible future outcomes can always be um, changed based on the present moment. Right. So it's never set in stone, which is what's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just like a best way to put it, Uh, in my opinion, a ledger of energetic occurrences.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So it's a, so is it individualized? I mean, I'm just asking for people who are familiar. Yeah. So is it something like everyone has their own record? Or is it just like this what what is yeah well it
1: goes it goes in layers everyone has their own record but their own record is a part of a bigger picture and that bigger picture is a part of the a bigger picture you know so like everyone on this planet like every soul on this planet has their own record but collectively we make up the record for the planet and everyone you know every soul on each planet or each planet sorry, (laughs) has (laughs) its own record and collectively it makes the record for the universe. And, you know, the energy just kind of flows bigger and bigger and bigger in, in something that I've realized just exploring the Akasha is that um, it's all a part of the same energy. And what we're doing is just like putting a magnifying glass on parts of it, which is us.
0: (laughs) Yes. So it's really cool. I mean, it's like this database where we can go and access different information Mm -hmm. to support us with even, um, I mean, do you think that people primarily go or come to you even, or even Mm -hmm. how you use it personally? Is it more so to help understand where we are right now? Is it something that is used to look at like, like my patterns or why I'm functioning this way? Like, what are the main reasons of why, why would I even want to go on my records? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so many, so many
1: reasons. And that's like, that's a really good question. A lot of people come to me not knowing what they even are and (laughs) like, I don't know what this is, but it sounds cool or it sounds interesting. And just tell me what comes up. Um, but some people have like really big burning questions where they're really stuck in life and they need clarity. Um, for me, I used it when I was experiencing like immense grief, but I didn't even know that's what I was using it for. It wasn't planned. It that's when it came to me and I started asking questions to heal my grief. And this is when, um, I got really obsessed with it actually and realized what a big tool it is because everyone's going through grief. We all have our own, you know, untangling to do in a way um so yeah it's a means to untangle but also it's so healing to sit in that vibrational frequency so even if you're not going through grief you're not going through trauma or something like that it's just it's just a way to connect vibrationally with the universe
0: yeah yeah, that's really beautiful and needed at this time. And that's actually something we we're going to talk about today, about the process of accepting grief and how it leads to greater healing for us and even greater self-knowledge. And as I mentioned in the intro, um, part of the reason I thought this was an interesting day that we're having this conversation today is it's actually been a year um, since one of my friends passed away. And when I was in the shower this morning, I was like, wow, it's interesting that I'm going to have this conversation with Rohini today. <gasps> so I know this will be great for a lot of people because there's been so much loss. I mean, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable how much you hear of people passing away within these last couple of years. So I'm really thankful that we're going to have this conversation that will hopefully give people some more tools of how they can work through this process right Absolutely. so could you tell us a little bit about that for you because you said that's what led you into mm-hmm. this work how did this process help you in even recognizing how grief could help you in well, just your to... spirituality
1: yeah of course sorry to interrupt um just as a precursor to um my grief came from losing my two-month-old daughter to sit, just waking up one day her not being there, which really, as you could imagine, like shakes up one's world. It, I felt like I was in a puddle after broken in half and had to rebuild myself into like a human somehow, you know? Right. So um, when I found the Akashic records was after, like, it was probably like four months after she passed away. And um, I was pregnant with my son because immediately I'm like, I need to have another baby. I don't know. Just following my instincts. Yeah. But looking back, I'm like, wow, that is a really insane thing to do (laughs) because I was pregnant like two years, um, in a row during the same time, like with one one month apart, which is really, really amazing. But, um, that's a whole other story (laughs) during this time of questioning, um, why this happened, like blaming myself, like going through so much, like being faced with every single shadow (laughs) that I could possibly be faced with. Um, I don't even know how I came across the words, but I came across the words across records somehow on the internet like it's a blur to me still and I'm trying to pinpoint exactly when but I remember seeing it and I was like "Ooh!" like that weird internal energy thing happened where you're just like you know but not ready kind of you know so I set it aside for months and months and it just kept popping up and this is like during a time where the words Akashic records weren't everywhere and it's kind of blown up in the last couple of years. And I find that interesting too, because of like the collective thought, you know, and one kind of being re reintroduced to it. Um, but yeah, I finally started like really researching and, uh, got really confused about what they were, Um, just based on internet searches. Now, if you Google it, there's a lot more information. But when I was Googling it, it was like a few like YouTube videos and maybe Mm -hmm. like a few articles that were very confusing. And then like some like um, Instagram influencers making it even more confusing. So it was just like, I don't really know what this is. And I'm kind of freaked out by it. Um, But I, I knew I had to engage with it somehow. So I sat and I tried and I tried and I didn't know what it was supposed to feel like. I took as many classes I could. I read as many books as I could. Um, And there is one moment in time where I was trying every single day, like multiple times a day, possibly. And the word try here is what was prohibiting me from Mm -hmm. accessing it, which is like, (laughs) like bringing it up. Uh, and my ADHD brain just wants to tell you this too. Like there's this quote um, <laughs> that really sticks out with trying. And it was said by Charles Bukowski, who was like a questionable character, but th- this quote is amazing. Um, Don't try, just be. And I feel like this sentiment really helps with accessing the kasha. So once once I just was and opened up and surrendered, I started connecting fully. and. Um, yeah and just sitting in those energetic frequencies while i was trying which we're all always connected to the akasha it's like it's just a part of our us and the ether yeah. just lives around us just intentionally connecting to that vibrational frequency started healing my heart it started making me feel connected it's it started um bringing me back to my soul and i feel that it was one of the biggest, biggest parts of my healing journey um, and just being able to be a human on this earth again, yeah.
0: <laughs> connecting yeah. to the ethers made me a human. Again. <laughs> yes. Right. That whole about, as above, so below, it's funny hearing you say this two things. One, the try thing I can completely resonate with. I tell the story all the time with Reiki. I was trying and I was bumping against the wall on the day that I was just like, ah, I don't care and I stopped trying, then it was the most amazing experience I ever had. So yeah, I think that kind of rings true for so many things, stop trying and just allow, right. Yeah. Um, but I want to make sure that people, uh, again, like really understand this, because I know, I, I took um, Akashic Records class years ago as well. And it was something that really supported me in my journey and my work. Um, also initially got very I mean, I was going in my records every single day for months yeah. and then, you know, um, it actually changed me in a lot of ways, yeah. but, um, I want to make sure that people have a clear picture. It, it, it sounds like, you know, cause even you describing like sitting in these energies and it starts healing your heart. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine it's kind of like, just like accessing while you're here in body, but accessing this this higher realm of consciousness and yeah. so the energy in that space even feels different which is like how you have this recognition of like I'm tapping into something else can you describe for you, even yourself like what is that like again for someone who's like what is she talking about going yeah. in a <laughs> record? right like she's not going into a physical building like what is that process like for you
1: well, for me, it's, it's like coming into my whole self rather than a part of myself. And when I talk about the self, I'm talking about my soul rather than this, my human body that I'm animating right now. Right. So it's accessing my full version of self, my soul um, which is a big part of this universe. And so is all of ours. It's accessing that fullness. I think that's why there's a shift because um, in order to access it too, we really do have to be fully grounded in our human body. So it's, it's really important. It's not just like traveling to space and like leaving everything here behind. We have to accept ourselves fully and be like, I am this human and I want to feel the whole part of my soul. So for me, it feels um gluttonous in a way and (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's a very dense energy and that's that's kind of why I guide people to not stay in it too long because we're humans on this planet we're not supposed to experience that full thing constantly so that we can continue growing and learning
0: (laughs) yeah and so this makes me want to ask you this as well because um you again mentioned how it started to help you access you know, more of your heart, right? And I imagine, I mean, I can't, I honestly, I cannot imagine the pain of um, that type of loss, but it's very interesting that it sounds like you, through the use of, you know, learning the acoustic records and these things, you weren't trying to escape the pain necessarily. So could you talk a little bit about that? Because I think a lot of times when grief hits, we don't know what to do. And sometimes mm-hmm. it can be very paralyzing. And some people, it's like a fight or flight for a lot of people, like what, I, I just, I don't know what to do. But it sounds like you went towards it almost to like, yeah. explore, examine, could you share a little bit about what even inspired that for you?
1: Absolutely. I feel like this question, again, like can be answered in layers. But um my initial response to this is that I wanted to investigate why at first, and that's my favorite question to ask, no matter what is why, why, like, not just why did this happen to me, but like, why in general, why does this happen? Um, why does it affect me this way? And just to take a few steps backward too, like the conversation of death was present in my upbringing. So it wasn't, um, a taboo topic where if it happened, like, I didn't feel like I have to hide from it. I knew it was a part of life. It was just, um, shocking that it was just such a short life. But once, once I like really sat and was able to explore the journey of the soul and I don't understand everything, but my little tiny understanding of it thus far is that like, each soul this big soul but like little parts of it have their own journeys and they they interact with each other in different ways and and not saying everything happens for a reason but it's like a um it's like an energy exchange in a way you know and um I feel that really helped me and that and that guided me to become more of an investigator of it. And I know that's kind of like probably a trauma response. Like I'm going to take myself out and investigate the situation, but I feel like it was a um, pretty productive trauma response in a way, because it brought on a lot of like self-realization, a lot of um, inward digging, a lot of self-love and acceptance of holy moly, we are all on our individual journeys. Even though this small child was my baby, that was Rishi's own journey too. Like, and I, I can't control other journeys.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Lucy, that's a beautiful name. I have to ask you that too. Okay. So, and this is, this is really beautiful. It's a beautiful way of, um, looking at, you know, this process, and I know we all go through it so differently. But just the idea of like, like, I have to investigate this, I have to understand, but it really led you to this deeper exploration of um, our energetic connections, what that all means, like the bigger picture, but then learning a lot about you. So I want to talk about that as well. So you go into the records, and What did you want to understand initially? Like, was there a certain thing? And then, and then how did it end up going down a path of ooh, I'm discovering more about myself? Yeah. Um,
1: to be completely honest with you, I have zero agenda usually when I do stuff. And (laughs) (laughs) even when it's like exploring the Akasha, I've I've really only been following my intuition, and that's it. And I don't know what it's going to bring me. I don't know why I'm doing some of the things that I do. <laughs> and um, there was no plan and there still isn't a plan. I don't know, but it it's just um, my heart has led me and I trust it, you know, and I feel like that's, I just followed it along because it, it resonated somehow within my heart. And a little fun part, fun part, I don't know, interesting part of the whole story. Some of my words are questionable, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, an interesting part of the story was, uh, when after Rishi, my daughter, uh, passed away, um, I started like really connecting with the moon and like having conversations with the moon. And I know this is like maybe this conversation is going to get weird right now but my conversation with the moon and like asking for guidance for help and my husband and I and a few of my friends went out on like this huge full moon um that was like nine days after she passed away and they're like please like open up communication and it just so happened that um someone who we didn't know at the time, her, her name is Sandra and she's become one of my like dear angels in this life, but she worked with my husband's sister's husband. Oh yeah. husband's sister's husband at like, um, like a construction like company, you know, and she was the designer, but she started having dreams about us that same night. And, (laughs) She didn't tell us or tell them um, because she was like, oh, that's really weird. I don't want to make them feel weird, you know? Um, and we went to India like about a week after that just to release her ashes into the Ganges. And as soon as we got to this little town called Hari um, right before we got to Rishikesh, which is um, what she's named after, um, where she's named after. Right before that, like a couple of days before we were going to go there, um, on mother's day, um, uh, my husband's sister texted or called us and said, well, this woman's having dreams about Rohini and Luke. And, um, now she's had two, we weren't going to tell you guys, but now it's happened twice and it just happens to be, um, taking place in the town you're in. Wow. <laughs> and she didn't know we were going to be there, you know, right. um, so I started listening and I feel just that experience alone and that experience continued and, um, it grew and it's, it's still continuing, but I feel like that was the main, um, initiator in trusting the heart and knowing that there's something bigger than me at work and that in a way, like, um, There is a divine guidance that lives within all of us. And I started trusting it more. So when I started trying, trying, when I started looking more inward or like, um, going through the healing journey, I wasn't even like trying to heal, you know, I w I I wasn't going into the Akashic records, like help me. Like it was more of, um, why like the same thing, you
0: know? Mm Why am I here? Why, 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 why? <laughs> yeah. Now I love that. I mean, why? I'm also a big why person. And I actually used to joke that why could just be like an art installation. I was like, yeah. it would heal the whole planet. Like, if everybody would just stop and ask why half the time, like, we'd be better off. Just, yeah, big art installation of why. But it's so beautiful. So I have to ask you this then, too, Rohini. I mean, hearing the way, your heart was open, you allowed yourself to be guided, you ended up in India, and like, okay, this journey's still going. And it was, I mean, it literally just sounds like, you know, I often say like following the breadcrumbs, like, I don't know why I'm just I'm going, I'm, I'm inspired to do this thing. Yeah. Um, what did you have any type of spiritual practices or um, things that you were connected to even before the Akashic Records? Just curious because of how this is playing out. Absolutely. Yeah, I grew up in
1: the only Hindu temple in Tehran, and my father was the Pujari. So it was like my upbringing up until eight years old, really, um, was that whole realm of uh, Hinduism. And it was like a specific sect. But we spent a lot of time in India and traveling around and um, really exploring, for me, exploring spirituality. You know, Um, some people have a definite answer to it. But I feel like for, I, don't, I, I can't define any of it yet and it's still an exploration. Um, but yeah, I, I did have that upbringing and um, I feel like it played like a vital role in all of this too, because yeah. I didn't have a really big belief system to fight against, to believe that something like this is possible. And I think that's a, that's an advantage and I recognize that it's like a privilege you know
0: right so were you already deeply connected into um uh meditation and yes. you were already doing work of connecting with like higher aspects of your consciousness yeah and did that help with trusting how you were being guided throughout this absolutely um absolutely yeah i start i was meditating
1: like since i could walk pretty much as a child um, and after we fled Iran and moved to the U S, uh, which is why we didn't live there anymore, but, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I continued still because it was like, a, it was really important to me. Um, I kind of like tapered off in my twenties and that's when most of the chaos in my life happened, but I think that was necessary as well. Um, but right after she passed away, that's the first thing I went back to was meditation and yeah becoming the viewer um, so that I can I can examine my thoughts and see what I'm telling myself and if I'm being kind to myself or not. Yes. But yeah, I, I really do think that that was very helpful. Absolutely.
0: Wow, that's <laughs> really beautiful. It's amazing. So I, I mean, listening to your story, it's, it's very interesting to hear because I think it's a rare thing to hear. It seems like you, and I'm sure you had hard days and, you know, there was a lot of difficulty in there, but it it sounds like you had this ability to move through a lot of this with some kind of grace and openness. And that in and of itself is very, very interesting. Um, It's it's, it's really beautiful. So I want to talk about how though this process, so you went into the records and then you start Um, exploring, (laughs) more asking why, 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 why. And all of this, though, it led to this greater healing for you, but also more understanding, I guess, of like who and what you are, maybe even of like what we all are and the purposes. Can you um, share a little bit about like what was kind of illuminated for you and how perspectives may have even changed for you in doing the work that you were doing?
1: I feel like before I started really exploring, I didn't understand the concept of being connected to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I individualized myself like my pain, my this, my that. And since going into the records and just pretty much sticking with the question why <laughs> during this whole exploration, I've seen, I've been shown. The connection we have and how we're kind of like um, energy churners is what I like to say is we take in the energy around us and we can churn it into whatever we want. We have that free will and we put it out and that becomes a part of the collective energy. And we just churn with each other constantly. So it's, it's really opened my eyes and like made me uh, want to reevaluate how I react sometimes, which I'm a human being. And on the note of being a human being too, like, thank you for saying that there was grace and movement with like the whole loss, but it was also painful. It was a part of being able to sit with the pain and not ignore it. I think that helped me. And the same way now it's like, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to react in a weird way sometimes but it's about recognizing it and learning how to work with that energy over time and knowing that I have control of the output um and how that output affects everything around me and everyone around me and the planet even as a whole um
0: yeah 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 I think that's a huge thing in any aspect of healing I mean you touch on a very important point point because I think when any of us go through something challenging it could be um, grief grief of a person of work of relationship whatever it is um, that uh, we bump against a lot of times we do have that initial thought of like why me like what is the universe doing am I being punished like why did this happen to me and um, instead of I mean that's it's nice to hear you say like sit with that sit with that discomfort, but really understand how to work through it. And I think that's the key right there. So was it the Akasha? I mean, one, you had the awareness enough to go like, okay, I'm going to sit and I'm going to see how do I navigate these energies. (laughs) But was it going into that space that helped to give you a whole new perspective on how to work with the energies or how did that play a part?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So going into that space, the actual Akasha itself is literally like a ledger. And that's why it's referenced as like a library. Um, Mm -hmm. It's whatever you wanted to imagine it to be because our imagination is what's creating the visuals. But um, it's just information. And in order for our puny human minds to be able to understand this information, um, we, we... connect with energies our soul has connected with either in this life, past life, um, when the universe first started, who knows? So we call on energies out, like not physically connected to us, like outside of ourselves per se, um, Mm -hmm. to read these ledgers and knowing that that's a possibility is, is what did it for me. I think like I started connecting um with my grandfather who ha- started helping me read the ledgers. I started connecting with my grandmother. I started connecting with like Ganesha, you know. Um, I started connecting with um mainly uh to go back to the dreams this woman was having, this um saint called Ananda Ma, whom I didn't know about, but showed up in those dreams and who was giving the messages to um, us. So it was just like this, and it sounds so insane. Even when I say it out loud still, and I've been doing this for a long time now. Um, (laughs) it's just like unbelievable, Yeah. but there's like so much beauty in that belief. And, you know, like a big part of it too. When, um, I just first started following the breadcrumbs, I was led to Reiki as well. And that was like a really big part of the beginning. Um, I went through Reiki one and two, like within like two months, because I was like, blown away that it's a reality, like, right. Because it worked and I, I watched it working and it's just, there is so much that we don't know and we don't experience. And, um, this is something that's always fascinated me since I was a little kid too. Cause my, my dad would sit with me and he's like astrally projected and like would tell me stories. And like, it was just as a child hearing it, I was like, wow, like cool stories, (laughs) but he would sit with me and be like, you know, we only use about like nine or 10% of our brain. Like, why is the rest of it there? Why can't we use it? And then he would like put a spoon on the table and he's like, let's focus on trying to bend the spoon or like (laughs) something like that. But I always questioned it because when I would tell my friends or whoever, they'd be like, that's ridiculous. So, right loops, you know, and now like experiencing it myself and seeing, holy moly, like we really don't experience what we fully could. And that's because like, we're told that it's ridiculous. So we close that part off. So it's like, once you start opening it up more and more, it's like
0: a whole new world. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's funny. I'm smiling. I'm like, gosh, we're like twins. You remind me so much of me. And how I describe my path and my story but that's the thing it's my curiosity that just allows me to experience like I'm not attached to outcome when I came into this work I mean I had no idea what it was so it was literally just the curiosity and then having the openness to have the experience and then once you have it you're like oh okay you just just stay in the space of like anything's possible who knows like Yeah, Yeah. very strange things, but it's, it's what's fascinating to me about all of it, because you just, you realize how much you don't know, but how much possibility there is, and it it becomes very fun. So I have to ask you this, Rohini, because, um, again, whether people are familiar with the Akashic Records or not, there are various ways that people access this level of consciousness or access this realm of information. Mm -hmm. So, what has worked for you in that? Do you use a specific method? Have you, has it adapted over time? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um,
1: and it's so different for everybody, but for me, like in the beginning I was sitting in meditation and then I'm um, reading Linda Howe's prayer mm-hmm. and I was having a really hard time with it because there was yeah. a lot of like, um, religious, like condemnation, like in the prayers, it was like, not words I grew up with. So I felt like, not even anti-religion but i like i felt like i was intruding like where yes. I wasn't you know I'm like i don't even know what that means but here <laughs> um so it really like was difficult for me at first but i um learned to sit in the meditation in a meditation i learned to open up my energy centers and i grew up like in hinduism so I understand that realm a lot by this point, not, like mean, I don't know everything, but just like, I have a pretty okay understanding of it. So, um, I started, I started really focusing on the energy centers that I needed to, to be able to access this shift. And then I ended up um, like channeling my own, like non-dogmatic prayer. And, you know, like our throat chakra is really connected to the Akasha because it's a vibrational frequency. And the way it works when we're accessing the Akasha is like phantom notes, you know, like, um, I don't know for the musicians out there, you know, and you play like a note on the guitar, the other note, like below it also plays without you having to strum it it's the same idea. We strum ourselves in that frequency and, our uh, the throat chakra, the vibrational waves, like really help with that. And we're phantom noting to the yeah. so that's what started like really helping me. But at this time, like I've, I sit with this frequency so often that it's become just the pure intention of wanting it to happen. Yeah happens. It's like building muscles. So I started very it's small steps and over time and being consistent, I've gone to the point of making it intentional.
0: Yeah. It's, I am smiling to, um, to hear you say this because I haven't heard many people say it, but I've shared, you know, the same story. I, when I initially learned it was the same through pathway prayer yeah. and I, you know, I was very intent on like I'm going somewhere like something's opening up. You know, yeah. so I did it every day, every day. But then unintentionally what started to happen, I think because I was so consistent, like literally mm-hmm. showing up every day to um, just allow something to happen. <laughs> it got to a point where it, literally I started channeling, but not mm-hmm. not opening my records. Do you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, okay. So my relationship also changed with that. But I think it's such a beautiful um uh, gift. And um, I guess idea even it's just funny, it never even occurred to me to go into my Akashic records to explore um, the way that I've been navigating grief in the last year, because I lost three friends in the last year. Oh, so I'm definitely so going to do that. But I wanted to ask you for those listening, because you know, it did help you process grief. So if mm-hmm. someone were like if you were going to advise me if someone, if they don't access the records themselves, of course, people can come to you for sessions and you can access the records for them. But regardless, if you are someone that may need support in that, or you already are familiar with this realm, did you have any guidance around what it is you were questioning or what it is that you decided to sit with? that just started that initiated some healing for you? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, And just as a side note, I really believe learning how to access one's own record is so important. Um, But for me, I started asking what my relationship was. To Rishi what our soul's relationship was and that's what opened everything up really um like some of it I'm even embarrassed to talk about out loud but like (laughs) I think that's the first question that's that would be my like prescription is ask what your soul relationship is and one of the rules is you can't read another person's records because it's like you go in with reverence and um you can't just like read someone's soul record without permission right right, right. <laughs> so you can always change that and have it be in relation like what is what is the real like exploring the relationship and I think that in itself is so healing because there's always so much especially if there's grief because um usually like with grief at least in my experience it's it's love that, doesn't have a place to go anymore, you know, or it does, but it's like changed locations. Our, our intention of sending it isn't in that same physical space it once was. So it becomes painful for us because now we're holding this extra energy that we don't know Where to send. So once we learn about their soul and our relationship to their soul, then we can like direct that love to a specific place and it reaches them. And I think that's really important and healing.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because listening to it, it it sounds so beautiful and personal, but also very impersonal. Mm -hmm. Because I think like one of the challenges is, again, we can attach to you know, the why me, and why this, and why that, and we personalize it in a, um, maybe an unhealthy way, where we can go in, and just like you said, recognizing each soul has a journey, but, but honoring how personal it is, and like the why of the connection, yeah. like the, the, the love within that connection, and that type of thing. So that's really beautiful. So mm-hmm. I have to ask you this too, because I know, I know people are probably like, wow, what else are you <laughs> doing over there? Right. So I want to ask you about um, Magic Inclined. Oh, thanks. One, I love the, the name. You have a podcast, Magic Inclined. Mm-hmm. What is the discussion happening over there? What is the podcast about
1: again, like I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like, Literally have also I'll, I'll write some stuff and be like, I think this is it right now. Um, yes. but I don't know. It started because I really wanted to tell the story of those dreams. And I wanted to give people, um, just the confidence to believe in magic because the way I've seen it unfold is mind blowing right now with magic inclined um what i've really been doing is focusing on teaching about the akasha and you know i closed my books for a whole year and just opened them back up for a short period of time to be like okay i need to just like practice or see what's going on yeah and i was reassured again like that time of rest made my readings so much better And it only gave me more juice to go back in and keep exploring because it's helped me grow so much just to be an explorer. I think that's, that's my purpose in this moment right now, who knows what it'll be tomorrow, but right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just the pure belief in magic. And there is this, um, woman I met through Sandra's dreams, which is also incredible, but she dreamt about this like school in Rishikesh that, um, actually exists. And she dreamt about this woman who I'm supposed to meet. And I went and met her while I was there. And, um, uh, her name is Shala and she owns a school called mother miracle, which is, Beautiful. Please look it up, anyone out there. It's just the most beautiful thing. It's so soul centered. But after talking with this woman, we went to visit her school and I told her how I found her. And she's like, hmm, Yeah, okay, not weirded <laughs> out at all. Like, that's normal. And um, like, wow, most people are like, What did you just tell? <laughs> What happened? But upon talking with her more, um, she's actually from San Francisco and I lived in San Francisco at the time she was visiting. She came over for dinner and she told me all her stories of magic. She's like, yeah, you know, I call myself mother miracle because I actually like believe in miracles. And since I started believing in miracles, they're constantly happening around me. Hence why I'm sitting here even talking with you. (laughs) So I think Like to answer your question in a really long roundabout way. No, it's so good. (laughs) That's what I do like this. It's just to bring um, comfort to the idea of magic. (laughs) So that's
0: that's what we're doing there. That's what you doing. Okay. So magic (laughs) inclined. And people can, is this just audio? Like we can listen to it everywhere where podcasts are streamed. Is there also video? um yeah so there's not video um but
1: yeah anywhere podcast or stream you can find magic inclined if you want to hear those stories they're pretty wild the first four episodes
0: <laughs> oh honey i'm going to listen to those episodes what are you talking about absolutely without a doubt it's trigger like, I- warning in the first one though sorry it's oh. like, just so everybody <laughs> knows be prepared <laughs> That's amazing. And then you also have virtual workshops. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, and I have to say, I mean, you just have the most beautiful personality. This is like fun just to watch you expressing is like, (laughs) (laughs) really, it truly is beautiful. So um, people can work with you in a variety of ways. And you also even have virtual workshops that people Mm. can take. So it doesn't have to be in person, which is convenient nowadays. But how can people work with you? And what do you even teach? So I teach people
1: how to access the Akasha. I teach people how to become an Akashic records practitioner. And I'm starting to take submissions on um, uh, training people on how to become an Akashic records teacher. So it's just, it's, it's very Akashic centric. Um, I also have this online community where, you know, people can go practice on each other because in the beginning, it's really helpful. I don't know if you experienced that or not. Um, but also in that community, we highlight community members and have like different types of workshops. Like we have, um, I don't know when this is going to be aired, but we have a really cool, like sewing is magic workshop. We have like human design and like all that fun stuff. Um, so there's lots of exploration. And I think that's just like the brand
0: in a way is explore, like let's explore magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can appreciate that. Because again, I'm with you explorer. I feel like we're both like on some ship together. Like, hey, I love it. I know. It's It's nice to meet shipmates. So you have all of this wonderful book. And I just want to say as well, because I saw on your site, um, people can download even a free Akashic um, ebook. There's so much content and information on your website. It's just very beautiful. So if they go to Mm magicinclined.com, you can buy all the things that are (laughs) Rohini, but also you can find, um, how to listen to the podcast as well. Yeah. Are there other ways to follow you like
1: social media? Yeah. The only thing I'm active on is Instagram and who knows if I'll be on there very long. Um, I just, um, I've been really focusing on the online community these days where it's not so social media ish. And it's like, right. just get to like be yourself. You don't have to post pictures of everything, and like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> constantly create content. It's like draining. Um, but yeah, I'm on Instagram long yeah. answer again.
0: <laughs> not, i get it i'm on there too am i really on there i don't know i'm not, I not know. the best at it but i i keep saying one day maybe i'll get this it's just not i i understand yeah. um <laughs> and even though i'm asking you questions as if we're about to go something keeps coming up like oh you didn't ask her this so i have to ask you this Thanks. Yeah. we did talk about um how the akasha your introduction to it and how it really supported you and Um, a process of grief, but then even extending into this exploration of the self, which is a beautiful thing. But I just want to ask you so that other people are aware, what are some other reasons that people may want to go in their records? I mean, other areas of life, other topics, Mm what do people generally like to explore or learn more about?
1: You can take this like anywhere. It's pretty amazing. One really cool thing about the Akasha is that exists for every thing on this planet so like a crystal could have an akashic record a tree you know a bird um so it's about really exploring relationships a business can have an akashic record you know if you are a business owner you can go in there and explore where you want to take your business um how your decisions will impact the future possibilities and um love is something you can go into the akashic records for you can really should I buy this house? I don't know. (laughs) Like you can, you can really use your imagination to its fullest, which is amazing. Like I'm having a hard time with, um, a relationship with this person. I'm going to go explore why. And a lot of times like these, um, relationships carry on to like past lives and, um, that's a really fun thing to explore too in the Akashic. Right. your past lives. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's everything. So yeah. it's so hard to pinpoint exactly what. It's everything just like we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And so I have to ask you this one last thing because you said it, the past <laughs> life piece because a lot of people are curious about, you know, my past life. But could you just share really quickly like how sometimes... Mm-hmm. looking at that or, or, when it comes up, how it can benefit us right now? Like how does any past life information support us today? Absolutely.
1: So we are, um, energetic beings and just like our thoughts, our soul is on a loop and it's all based on energetic interactions. So these energetic and, uh, energetic loops that our soul has been carrying can travel through lifetimes, like patterns where like, I don't know why I do this. No one else in my family does this, but it's like stuck, you know, like if that loop is inhibiting you and your soul's growth and you're facing like this constant battle with something, then maybe it's time to explore a past life and see if that's where it's coming from. And a lot of times what I've experienced myself and seen in clients is that once we realize where it's coming from, it untangles itself once we acknowledge it it kind of untangles Mm -hmm. and past lives is really incredible because um this is something that doesn't get brought up much but past lives come from two different realms they can either come from like a past soul life or a past dna passed down you know so it can be activated in two different areas of existence Um, so it's it's Interesting to explore that our soul is like collecting so much information in each lifetime and then um conjoining that with the DNA that gets passed down to to us and it goes in this like huge loop. So just imagine how many lifetimes and how many different DNA activations are a part of that energetic like being.
0: It's I have- <laughs> okay. you're gonna Listen, yeah, I keep saying, like, okay, we're done, but no, I have now one more. It's okay. It's on. okay. <laughs> so it's interesting hearing you say this. It's reminding me of um, a story I share as well. Like, when I first learned about the Akasha, I was told that I could go in there for very specific things. Yeah. But being the explorer that I am, I was like, mm, I don't know if that's true. So I started asking things beyond what I was told I was allowed to ask, right? And so I was much more interested in not just my personal life, I was asking things about energy. And you know, I practice Reiki. So I was like, I want to understand Reiki, I want to understand chakras, like I literally was asking about, it wasn't anything about like my personal life type of thing. But what ended up happening is I ended up getting um, these downloads that occurred over years, that were very much related to the chakras. And it's something I've shared with this group that I work with called the alchemy circle. But anyway, With what you just shared, it made me think of that. So, in your experience, have you learned a lot about your work and what you do and energies and these different things? Have you learned a lot about that going within that realm?
1: Absolutely. Because it is like, in a way, a library. You don't have to only open up the book of yourself, but you can open up the book of everything. And you know what? One really great example of exactly what you shared um, and the exploration of it are the Rishis in who channeled the Vedas and all of that information, all of the different sects of the Vedas on how to take care of our bodies for optimal health, how to know what we need at the time, yoga asanas so that we can fully open our channels, what the channels even do. This is all channeled information through the Akasha by the rishis so it's right. like yeah
0: we can be that too we can do yeah. that <laughs> oh see now that's what really excites me too i mean like yes it's amazing to learn about us and our path and what our patterns may be and all of these things but I, I think the underneath the belly of it all I, like just in a personal way i've always been so um curious about just how it all functions you know yeah. like how it all works so yeah, it's been amazing having this conversation with you. Again, I mean, like you're just like a ball of sunshine. So I really <laughs> appreciate that we had this opportunity to talk about the records, but also um, hopefully inspiring other people to want to explore it. So again, if you want to connect with Rohini, be sure to go to her website, Magic Inclined, which of course will be down in the show description and check out the podcast, Magic Inclined, everywhere that podcasts are streamed. So I want to thank you so much again for being here today, love. Thank you so much for having me, Alanda. It was my honor and pleasure. I had so much fun. Yeah, me too. Thank you. And everyone else we will see you soon. Bye for now. Okay, beautiful alchemist. How amazing is Rohini? I'm telling you, I think she just is such a beautiful soul, a beautiful light. And I really appreciate the conversation. And I hope that you got something from this as well. So just want to remind you, if you want to learn more about Rohini, her work, listen to that podcast to find out more detail about the dreams that she shared. If you want to um, learn more about the Akashic Records, or even have a session with Rohini, be sure to go to her website, magicinclined.com. If you want to listen to her podcast, make sure to go to wherever you listen to podcasts and look up Magic Inclined. That is the name of the podcast as well. So very, very deep bow of gratitude to Rohini again. And for those of you Reiki practitioners who would like to work with me personally, practicing Reiki throughout the month of September, and getting access to additional content as well. Be sure to activate your membership in the Alchemy Circle, which you can find on my website, theenergeticalchemist.com. So that is it for now. I will see you all very, very soon. Thank you so much for being here. And remember to always journey in love.